Well, biochemistry and uh, molecular biophysics. What were you, um, what was the path leading into that prior to flighting? So the idea was. Thanks for doing this, Isaac. How are you doing today, man? Good. How are you? I'm lovely, sir. I'm lovely. Had a great chat with your uh, nemesis yesterday. Oh, is that what he's being called now? <laughs> I figured, uh, especially if I was able to be, uh, you know, granted with that Ariel Hawani kind of permission of talking to both fighters, it, uh, it was kind of cool to uh, to be able to kind of set this up. So, again, I thank you, sir. Anytime. How's the knee doing, first of all? I know you're having some issues with that in the past. Uh, it's feeling strong? Oh, yeah. Uh, I blew it out. I tore my ACL lateral meniscus completely clean through on a Muay Thai fight. And then I think I competed on it three months later. I, yeah, I don't even add. I think it was two. <laughs> yeah, two months later. Well, you fight through basically anything too, eh? Like not being able to see, getting your contact knocked out uh, in the first round and intestine issues. And you fight guys 10-inch reach advantage, freaking war with Mike Richmond, man. Like I'm uh, I'm really excited because you're saying that truly Richmond was really the only one that gave you what you wanted. Um, and I'm, I'm excited because I think Jake's going to do exactly the same tomorrow. Um, you know, you guys' clinches are very strong. Well, like you said, the range management is going to be, um, you know, kind of one of the main things. But also your your movement and um, in and out of the pocket uh, style. And, and it's very similar to Jake. So I'm, I'm very, very excited to see how this plays out. You and me both. Uh, we've I, The last guy I talked to, uh, we've seen what I can do against taller guys with longer reach. I hit them hard and they start to run you've seen what I can do against guys with my reach. So <laughs> yeah, it ends up being like chasing kids in the mall. Eh? It's like you said, <laughs> pretty much. I've, I've, I've done it enough to my kid. I'm tired of doing it to grow, grown adults. <laughs> oh man. So that Jay Jackson fight was just an absolute war. Hey, eh? I just was really like, it's, it's incredible to, you know, you don't expect a man to come like, to just look regular again after those kind of battles and uh you know fucking just incredible to be back and just stepping back in there man just made a steal <laughs> oh yeah jay jackson was made of iron so was boss hog uh speaking of not looking the same afterwards i apologize to boss hog every time i see him so this is this is my cursory apology apology because he had a very square jaw when we went into the fight and afterwards he got a knot on one side and not on the other it's you always want to fight, you know, you're going to take damage, but you don't want to leave permanent damage on anybody. You truly don't know. No, it's, it is for the love, especially when you guys respect each other coming out of it as well. And there's no, you know, even when there is bad blood, you truly don't want to cause any damage to someone's family member or, you know, delay their, their growth in the company as well. Right. Cause that delays training that delays um, in turn delays literally just getting paid. So 
uh, good on you for um, literally just, you know, not being a dick about it. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anybody I've fought. I don't think there's anybody in the BKFC that I have bad blood with. Um, everybody gets grumpy at Hunt. Hunt's just doing a persona. Uh, the only thing I do is I'd show up with a, a like a cutting mask so he couldn't shove anything in my face. That's about it. <laughs> That's smart. Well, and with BKFC as well, man, like, it just seems like it, there's no bullshit, right? There's no fat to it. It's all what you see is what you get. It's motherfuckers going in hard. There's no bullshit. If they're talking, it's true, and they're going to, like, throw down in the cage because you'll see a lot of other organizations. There'll be a lot of talking. Come cage time, it'll turn into Israel Adesanya against Yoel Romero. Just standing there for five rounds. So it's good to it's good to see that this this organization consistently backs it up, man. It's 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 awesome, and I'm... I'm uh, a bit newer to bare knuckle uh, the past year, year and a half um, started like following. And uh, when I, I get excited, I get just as excited, if not more seeing um, the bare knuckle cards on top of with UFC. And it's nice that they're on Fridays uh, for the mains with their UK cards on Saturdays for different times. So you can kind of navigate that as well. If you don't want to miss, it's really nice. Yeah. I'm, I'm terrible. I don't watch fights. Uh, I barely, the only ones that I'm familiar with are the fighters that are in my weight class. And now I'm, I'm getting familiar with the 175 guys because mm-hmm. I've been keeping tabs on them. Uh, the only one outside of my weight class that I kept tabs on was Hunt. And that was because he was moving into my weight class. Um, mm-hmm. UFC, I don't really pay attention to. In fact, uh, while we were up in Denver, my girlfriend had to explain to me who Justin Gaethje and uh, what was the, there was a girl, Nama, Nama, Rose Namajunas, yeah. That's the one. <laughs> yeah, she's she's geeking out in the back, and I'm like, cool. <laughs> yeah, it's there's well, and it's it's not a I don't want to see a dime a dozen to to uh, downplay the skill, but there are so many fighters, man. It is growing uh, immensely nowadays too, and and that's one thing I'm trying to help with up here is it doesn't seem to be gaining that same traction, so uh thanks again um yeah it's just it's nice to be able to to show canadians what they're missing oh of course anytime we're just a bunch of dorky people getting in there to slap each other that's that's ex- bro that's exactly it did you end up installing that secret door for your uh library did you ever get that done secret door for my library <laughs> you had a library on the mike and miss show <laughs> oh, oh so uh so there's i take my kiddo to see my uh my parents every once in a while and every time that uh, every time that it seems like Mike and Mish hit me up, it's on the weekends that I'm visiting them. And he's got literally this whole basement that's just wall to wall bookshelves. <laughs> that's awesome. That's a life changing deal. Hey, they were saying you do one show with them and, and you're you're set for life. I'm trying. Yeah, to- I've done, I've done a couple of them. We always pal around when we're out at. Uh, when They're when fun guys. At- they're great. They're absolutely great. I, I love watching it. It was cool to go back and, and, and I really, I thank them too for, for the chats they had with you for getting a little bit of information on you as well. Um, makes, makes this, um, you know, a little bit, uh, smoother for myself as well as it, it kind of feels if I watched you talk for three hours that we've already spoken. So <laughs> eases that self into it. <laughs> love the shirt, by the way, brother, that's, that's beautiful. <laughs> Honestly, if I didn't have the Honey Badger nickname, that's what I would have gone with, the Small Arms Enthusiast, because uh, it defines my life right now. <laughs> that's beautiful, man. So what's your um, routine looking like right now for Fight Week? Are you going in all in right now? or 
Well, currently, yeah. Um, we, we got a, lot, a few more days worth of prep, and then we're hopping on a plane to go to Florida. So we're still in fight camp. That's awesome. What? Uh, when will you arrive in Florida? Uh, Wednesday afternoon, evening sometime. Okay. Will you do like a full like training session Thursday, or is that more like just kind of uh, ease into the day? No, Thursday is just going to be cutting weight and uh, weighing in and then rehydrating. There's there's no training that day. Oh, it's just purely getting ready for that and, and uh, making sure that weight's ready. Oh, yeah, we've been – I was going to say we've been we've been getting ready for that day for six weeks. No, it's been almost 12 weeks, so. You're saying, yeah, there was uh, a little bit of delays there. You were waiting since January, I think it was. Something like that. We started camp probably beginning of February. And what is your, what are your main focus in camp? Um, is it conditioning? Um, is it being able to stay five rounds with cardio? Uh, Cause you're already a really excellent striker coming from Muay Thai and um, with your movement. Um, is it just staying with the basics or? So you, that makes me chuckle cause uh, I'm a Brazilian Jiu Jitsu guy. I didn't start striking until about four years ago. Uh, the the Muay Thai fight was literally because we kept on trying to get MMA fights and nobody would fight because of because of the grappling and the ground and pound and we had some six foot six guy decide that he would fight me in Muay Thai but not in grappling or not in MMA and we'd already been training because we'd had something like 23 backouts. oh my goodness so we've been training solid for six months just grinding it out and we wanted basically something that was a, a final. We, we want our we want the fight camp to end. So we took the fight. The reason my knee blew out is six months hard training. Uh, and then he kicked me and I kicked him and just the tendons were done. That's... It was it was maybe 12 seconds into the fight and my knee tried to go that way. Man, that's that's like heart wrenching. Um, that takes a lot to just continue. That takes a lot to continue, man. Oh yeah, I was. Uh, you saw uh, Teresa Segala's uh, ankle went on her last fight. Yeah, that's pretty much. That's pretty much what my knee did. I had enough. Thankfully, I had enough quad stability that it kept it in line. So I hobbled for three rounds on the other leg, trying to punch this tall guy in the face. Oh man, I love what Teresa does too. She, you know, she gets kind of the rap of like just being the ring girl and so she'll come in but she she scraps and she'll come out oh, yeah. looking not like a ring girl i'll tell you <laughs> oh trust me uh, uh my girlfriend that was her uh first fight in bare knuckle and uh she made her look like megamind that girl kept coming forward no matter what she did i watched that that was that was one of the because that was last year bkfc wichita right yeah yeah, yeah, that was one of the first ones that got me into that man. That was that was crazy. That was oh. that was my Jay Jackson fight. Oh man! Oh no, shit! On the same card, so yeah. Holy shit! So co-main event, gaining traction, Miami. Uh, the next day, there's a uh, the event in the UK as well, right? It's BKFC thirty nine. I believe so. Yeah, um, dude, it's exciting. It's really exciting, and. Um, you know, you guys are bringing in, you know, these big names as well. You know, it seems like everyone that's the baddest motherfucker wants to be with you guys. Uh, you know, Brockhold, Alvarez, Mendez, 
uh fucking joe riggs was interested in this shit you know you got fucking a lot of big guys big names coming yeah, over riggs, uh, that was one of the fights for, i was supposed to have oh no shit because <laughs> he was uh he was one of the names thrown around for uh instead of richmond and then i was it was supposed to be hunt it was supposed to be like three four different guys riggs was one of the guys in the mix and finally they send old center on richmond and the marine gave you what you wanted eh? oh, he did indeed and i want another i want another one i need my oh. i need my second dose you'll get a double dose tomorrow from jake man he is he's raring to go as you heard and uh, i know you oh, are yeah. too we uh we talked a little bit uh after they canceled the fight. Uh, he's that's gonna it's gonna be a fun one, especially with the extended training you guys got and just that that extra like yeah being getting it taken away from you that always adds uh you know you got a little bit of fight blue balls going so that'll uh oh, yeah. that'll really help you bust massively tomorrow hopefully. <laughs> Here's the hope. <laughs> Fucking rights, brother. So um. What's one of your, you know, just go-to things to do when you're not fighting? Well, that's a real long list. Uh, anywhere from playing video games to uh, I make soap, I make beard oil, uh, I do custom carpentry, I do construction, I do metalworking, stonemasonry, anything you can think of. I've got my hand in it. Nice, nice. Keeping, keeping the brain busy, keeping the hands busy. Uh, that's mm -hmm. beautiful. Honestly, I was uh, when I'm moving, I'm going to contact you for uh, getting something made. That'll be that'll be pretty sweet. I'd, I'd be honored if you did that. Of course, I've. I it was uh, it was originally going to be one of my hobbies that I didn't do anything, and then one of my sponsors was like, "I'm going to pay you a decent amount of money to make me a table." I won't say no. Did you and strong? I'm getting paid to not get hit in the face. Fuck yes. I mean, it's not as fun, but we'll, I guess I can do it. <laughs> Mentally taxing exercises, you say, are pretty key, um, especially for when you were going through those injuries where you couldn't be explosive. Um, I'm kind of in that same boat, um, doing a little bit of spine rehab, and it is, it's really hard to stay consistent with those exercises that aren't as fun. You know, you can't go rip the bag like you want. You can't go run a couple miles. It's literally a lot of single stationary mobility exercises. Um, and I was actually following Darut, uh, Jake Bostwick's, uh, he's one of his coaches there for mobility. Actually has a YouTube channel with really excellent stuff on there. Um, really explosive drills. Doing like that Mike Chandler um, with the uh, medicine ball, those lateral mm -hmm. movements and that kind of stuff. And I wasn't doing it with the medicine ball because I'm, I'm light, like uh, my, my low back and all that, so twisting. But just doing it without and just going through motions, it was nice to have a kind of a thing to follow along when you're just getting bored. Oh, yeah. Uh, my mom's a, been a physical a neuromuscular physical therapist for 40 years. So anytime that I have any type of rehab, I get on the phone real real quickly with her. Nice. Were you um, biochemistry and biomolecular yeah. as well? Biochemistry and uh, molecular biophysics. What were you, um, what was the path leading into that prior to fighting? So the idea was, is I get, I was going to be a physical therapist and then I, I, I ran into a teacher, a chemistry teacher that actually made it interesting. So I, I, I veered off and I wanted to do uh, bionics. 
the the integrated arms and 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 prosthesis that you see and then as as i went farther into into uh study i'm eventually probably going to go back and get my master's in biomedical engineering and my phd in neuroocular integration in order to uh basically make fake eyeballs that are implantable for returning soldiers or whoever and that actually work and my job would be to integrate the the optical interface with the optic nerve michael bisping you hear that that'd be one of them but seriously and I'm soldiers I got a lot of schooling and stuff before uh, before I start that lab. Well, that's something to look forward then to for the count. <laughs> that's, that's the idea. That's awesome. Well, we'll keep them on the line as soon as that's done. <laughs> including, honestly, including, um, I think that that's uh, very uh, integritous. Uh, just to, yeah, putting the like that soldier the soldier first, honestly, like. Not not to get touchy or anything, just when people talk about Remembrance Day and it's like, oh, you just do it the one day. That's truly that's truly an everyday uh, remembrance thing right there. So well, when I when I, when I, I was at a, another gym and we were by an army base and that's where I did probably a decade of Brazilian Jiu Jitsu. We had tons of military guys come through and we'd have training partners that wouldn't come back. And 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 there was a. I've been around military people for probably the past 12, 13 years and got a, got a lot of respect for them. A lot of them helped raise me. Uh, uh, and I'm also doing it kind of selfishly because I'm blind as a bat and it'd be kind of nice to, to be able to see. <laughs> I think you're allowed to be a little selfish for uh, wanting to see brother. <laughs> there is that little bit of an aspect to it yeah 100 yeah no fair enough fair enough oh my god so video games i want to just dive into that quickly because i don't get to touch on that with uh too many um main one or main three my main three so i follow the same vein but i've burned out a little bit most of mine are from soft games like elden ring bloodborne uh dark souls those are the ones that i play immediately as soon as they get out um another one that i play all the time is darkest dungeon because that sucker makes me want to chuck my computer through a wall uh but the one that got me into it the one that uh because i was a super nerd before i i, I did brazilian jiu-jitsu i did uh, world of warcraft like religiously from the beginning, all the way up to Mississippi Pandaria, I had Realm Clear firsts. I had Gladiator characters. Uh, you name it, I had it. Word, man. I just had some coworkers, and that was I. I was never. I never got into it, but I was introduced to the terminology through it, and it was it was funny. They because that it it is literally a whole other world, and they the whole the whole shift could be spent spoke uh, speaking on it. Um, oh yeah. <laughs> I had the entire language down. Nobody could talk to me unless they spoke it. Like it was bad. So you love punishment with the uh, FromSoft games. That's uh, I'm a big Doom guy. Doom and Doom Eternal. Um, I I tried yeah. to go through those on uh, well, I, on nightmare mode. And I remember I I went to my mom's boyfriend after I finished uh, Doom Eternal, and I handed him the copy and I said, "Please go burn this or bury this because I never want to see it again." <laughs> right. I uh, the 
the doom I really got into was my brother has a, had a has a PS4 and now he's got a PS5, but he's got the the VR hookup. I did uh, Doom VR and that was a blast. <laughs> that, that's the only way I'll do first person shooter games because if you're doing them on the computer, I just I don't like the 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 format. However, I will do them like crazy. I got bought me a Oculus and I that's I play all first person shooters on that. <laughs> That's it's immersive, man. I, I played one that was kind of arcadey and it allowed uh, some jetpack movement and stuff. So being kind of able to know when you're a kid and you're running through the mall and you're just doing the pew, pew, pew kind of shit that like gives you that like actual. Freedom. Yeah. Enjoying that. It's, it's pretty sweet. I uh, there's a video of me shrieking and cowering like this. And if you didn't have any volume, you would think I was being attacked by something. Um, but I was playing, or if you did all honestly here, um, you would think I was being attacked. Just the laughing throws it off. I was playing that Five Nights at Freddy's. On, mm. on and that was as scary as that Mike Richmond hunt, uh, or Mike Richmond fight. <laughs> yeah, I've, I haven't played it, but I've seen it. Um, in fact, the first time I was introduced to, to VR, my brother put it on me and, and I'm sitting there, I'm, I'm used to, he did like an arcade shooter. And I'm used to the little little button that you push with your foot to duck so that you can reload. And they're shooting me, and I'm sitting behind a desk. And I was like, "Dude, how do I get them to stop shooting me? How do I how do I duck?" And he goes, "Duck." Yeah. No, no, no. What button do I push to duck? And he goes, "Just duck." <laughs> like, like, what do you mean? Like, actually get down on your knees and duck. Oh, this is VR. That's right. <laughs> it's insane man you feel like john wick with some of them um there's a um, game called super hot where time only moves when you're moving and if you run out of ammo you can throw your gun grab a mug and throw it at the guy and um yeah at one point i remember i was crawling behind a table on the back shooting from the back and i think time paused the guy comes around and it's like ultimate uh frank duke's nut punch right to the groin <laughs> so my dad uh i tried to introduce my dad to it because he's a big high fantasy guy and and uh, i got swords and sorcery for the oculus i haven't seen that actually yet. i tried to introduce him to that one and i gave him my phone so that he could watch me play because he wanted to see a playthrough and i treat it like i get the the the, the fist blade and then I just walk through and I pretty much grab people, stab them, throw them into other people. I grab whatever I can. So it's basically like an MMA match. Oh, nice. At that point. Like I'm running in, I'm jumping. I've got enough room that I can run and I can Superman punch somebody in the throat with that sucker. <laughs> the whole nine yards. And my dad, I pull the Oculus off after I win and my dad is just plastered to the couch. Just, I'm a Southern Baptist minister. What kind of son did I raise? a violent one it's not my fault it's so funny you bring that up my dad was introduced to it as well and um at, he's a pastor a youth pastor and um, um missionary as well and raised raised pretty strict and then you know growing up well they had they messed around but you know religious strict i should say and dude he he put the record on the house um for I think it was like how many enemies he killed in this game called Onward, and it's a, a hardcore first-person shooter uh, in VR. And um, 
he'll play till three, four in the morning and everyone's sleeping and you just hear him giggling and, and gasping and getting on the ground. And it's, it's cool what, uh, what these things can do to kind of bring the generations together too, even, even with, you know, him not even thinking he would enjoy it. Oh yeah. My dad is strictly nonviolent. Like the game terrified him. He, he was, and then the way that I played it, cause I'm like hurling bodies around beating people to death with other people and he was just horrified. Oh, Very that's right. For people that don't know, too, because it, it goes on the screen as well as you are seeing it as well, right? So he had no idea what was going on. Like, I had my hand out, and I'm sitting there like this, and it's just me taking some corpse and beating another dude as I'm stabbing him with it. And he's like, what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, my goodness. So this Friday... Five-round Comey, or is it a three-round Comey? Five. Five rounds, and those are two-minute rounds, sir. Mm-hmm. Just like boxing. So this is heavy, man. This is heavy. I'm, I'm excited. There's going to be uh, a lot of U.K. flags there, a lot of American flags there. That, that arena is going to be nice and packed. Uh, that's oh, the, yeah. the Hard Rock uh, Hollywood? I believe so. Yeah. Oh. I'm, uh, yeah, definitely trying to make my way down to one of those next events in the, in the coming future, man. Cause that, that's, that's, uh, an aura that I need to be around is just pure violence and blood in the air. It just, it, it just looking at it, even through the screen, you can just feel that tension in that, in those rooms. It's awesome. Oh yeah. And the audience gets into it. They do indeed. Yeah, they truly do brother. They truly do. So title run. This I went with Jake, and then going forward, you can you can call out, you know, you, you, well, you could call out anyone at any time, truly. Um, but is the title something you're you're gunning for? Well, uh, yeah, that was kind of the reason that I went down to 175 was uh, I had the title shot for 185. Uh, Marine kind of derailed that, mm -hmm. and then uh, bossed or uh, going down to 175 because if Hunt who retained the title against Richmond is going to be able to keep that title. He's going up to heavyweight. Then he's going to have to defend the cruiserweight title. Then he's going to have to defend the, the light heavyweight title again. Then he'll probably go back up to heavyweight. So it's going to be a while before the, and I can almost guarantee Richmond's going to get another shot at him. So it's going to be a while before there's any chance of fighting for that belt. So 175. Okay. Okay. Well, it's good that you have the option to do that and your body is allowing you to, to get down to that. Uh, how tall are you, sir? I am 5'10". 5'10". So that's a, that's a solid, that's a, still a solid 175 as well. I am 5'10 with the reach of a 5'1 woman. <laughs> Shout out to my stepmother, Priscilla. <laughs> we tested this because there's a 5'1 girl at the gym and uh, she had like a quarter of an inch longer reach than I did. Hmm it was awful <laughs> and you being a badass a bare knuckle boxer you know that's just really funny contrast eh? <laughs> oh chancy uh chancy fights on the same card chancy wilson you've probably seen him he makes a lot of noise the short little black guy yes i was uh, watching his highlights actually he's only like five foot one he's got a longer reach than i do i was just gonna say does he have a longer reach <laughs> son of a bitch yeah, he was complaining. Of, we were we were sparring, and I was basically uh, just just touching him. And he mm -hmm. he's like, "Well, I can't get in because you're too too long." And I stopped it. I was like, "No, no, no, come here." 
we tested it out. He looked at me. He's just like, you still have longer reach than I do. (laughs) (laughs) Oh man. It's that it's again, just like, um, opposite of Jake as well, or, um, as well as Jake, your, your in and out movement. And I'm, I'm excited for this. And, uh, the first clinch, I like, I'm, I'm nervous for your guys' first clinch because both of you have very strong clinch game. Um, and he was talking about that as well. Not, not your guys' fight, just people, uh, other, other fighters who aren't aware, not in BKFC, but MMA and boxers and stuff where, when they transition, they don't really utilize the clinch and they don't understand how much damage can be done in there. You know, Jake's last win was, was off of the clinch. Uh, mm-hmm. and, um, I forget the name's, the name's tripping. But, goldfish, you know, I believe. Oh yeah. Fish gold. Yeah. Yeah. Goldfish. Yeah. Yeah. Chris. Fish, like that. That's it. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. I will be excited because this clinch looks pretty strong. Um, nobody's been able to even put a damper on my clinch at all. Not even Richmond, who uh, had a ex- very successful Bellator career. All that, as soon as I clinched up, the way he beat me was I got exhausted and he was able just to push me off. Mm-hmm. He couldn't contend with my clinch. So the fact that I'm going to have somebody who not only willingly comes into it, but is very proficient in it. Mm-hmm. When somebody... I don't understand the mentality of uh, when somebody uh, uh, beats you or does something, you get angry. No, Mm -hmm. if you show me a hole in my system, I am going to be happy as a clam because that means there's something that I have to fix. That means it's not perfect. That means I get to tinker with it and make it better. That's that's one of the, the things that should be taken from every loss. And that's one of the best ways to look at it, whether it be in life or in fighting as well, man, um, whether, you know, whatever, however you take a loss, just go back, take, take a look and see what, what the hole was and just fine tune it. And again, yeah, whatever, how shitty it was, just think that shitty opportunity that gave you that, that, you know, because sometimes, sometimes those things never do get fixed until they do get exposed. So that's, um, that is an excellent way of looking at it. I brought this up with Jake yesterday as well. Um, and I, I bring this up because this is something new that I haven't heard from a fighter. And uh, Max Holloway, he was saying entering his last fight, he had a lot of chatter from UFC. He fought uh, Alex Volkanovsky. And I just spoke on this on the last episode here. Fought Volkanovsky three times, lost three times. Everyone talking shit. He was going in against Arnold Allen. Arnold Allen, 10-0, and 0, undefeated in the UFC. You know how it is in the, in the fight game when people uh, have goldfish brain. They don't, you know, truly truly respect your past performances. They see one or they see two uh, missteps and they just label you with that. And Max, when asked about this said, well, he enters every fight with an O and O mentality. What do you think about that? I don't know. I entered it with a, with an O and one mentality. <laughs> I enter it with, uh, I, I said it uh, in the ring. I said it all the time. I enjoy being the underdog because if I am the, if I am the guest favored to win, in fact, my coach always gets really excited when the number, or not my coach, my manager always gets really excited when the betting numbers come out because he loves telling me that because I'm always the underdog. And I look at it, if I'm supposed to win, what if I lose? Mm. Now everybody's looking at me like I'm going to win. What if I lose? Mm. Then that's even worse. However, if I'm supposed to lose, I'm going to go out and I'm going to have all the fun I can have because. If I lose, I'm supposed to lose. If I win, well, fuck you all. I won. It's freeing. 
it's a chip on your shoulder, but not even a chip that's controlling. It's just like, I'm okay. I get to go do this. I get to it's go free. I get to go out. And if I screw it up, eh, everybody thought that anyways. If not, I surprise the world. Dude, that is a beautiful fucking way, a beautiful fucking way to look at it. And uh, a lot more guys should look at that as opposed to, um, you know, some guys, in, you know, I'm not, I won't name the name, but some guys, you know, after a bad loss, you know, go to social media or go and retire right away or something like that. Not, you know, um, there's a time where it's time to retire and there's an age, but you'll see guys where, you know, I'm retiring after this, that was BS, blah, blah, blah. I think that way is, I think that's such a good way of looking at it, especially with an underdog uh, uh, entrance upon a lot of your fights, almost all of your fights, sir. Oh yeah. And uh, that's that retire. I have had fights literally stolen out from under me. Like I was on top. I was raining down punches. I smashed the guy into the cage, dropped him down. He barely ever hit me. They gave it to him because he was the hometown hero. Unanimously. Like, so what? The the Roy Jones Jr. in China treatment. Yeah, Uh, yeah. So, I literally had a dude who I had a dude where I pinned him up against the cage was was beating him against the cage took him down got mount got sight control was just hammering for three rounds and it, they gave all three rounds to him. Okay. Again, again, yeah, just coming back from that, right? Just still having the the fortitude to pick up and say, okay, I'm still gonna go in there again, even with a chance of that happening again. I don't go in there to win or lose. That's not, if I, if I did that, this would not be the sport. I am, I am genetically disproportionate to being a, a striker. I have short arms. I am stocky. I am heavy. Uh, Bostwick's the same way. He's built just like me. We are disproportionate for boxers. Boxers you think of as tall, lanky, ropey guys that can fire a jab from six feet away. This wouldn't be the sport if I wanted to, if I was just in it to win. I'm in it to have fun. And if I win, cool. I'm going to always figure out a way to win. That's, that's the joy of the game. You always figure out a, a way to win, no matter what. But a loss, that just means I've got more to learn. That's, that's beautiful, man. That's, that's absolutely beautiful. And that also, that also encourages and pretty much guarantees a fucking barn burner of a fight when that's, when that's the mentality going into it, going in there to have fun you know? Um, so that's, dude, I don't want to take too much more of your time. I know you're a busy man. It's fight week coming up. So I just, I, I really want to thank you so much. Uh, do you have any sponsors or anything you want to talk about or anyone you want to call out or anything you got to say to anyone whatsoever, sir? I've got a uh, Buck Pettacord and Patrick Shuck with uh, Defense Midwest. Those are my biggest sponsors. They've been in me, with me from day one. Uh, my companies, Vanandian and Jekyll and Hyde, I, I, I sponsor myself because uh, very, very few other people will. So, uh, and then we got Annie Spence with Unbreakable Strength Co., uh, Ray with Never Surrender Ammunition. Both of those, they just came on recently and they're fantastic. And then I got my uh, my rider die. He's usually on the crotch of my shorts. My buddy Wasito, the Mahalo Hammer. Uh, I keep on forgetting to, to do the triple X thing over his logo after the fight. He, I keep on forgetting. He keeps on looking at me. He's like, man, you're supposed to do it. I'm gonna all caps message you a bunch of times before the fight just to really make sure that that went that if again I told Jake this too I I'm I'm kind of going in this and uh, I'm trying to be non-biased I I am rooting for both just because I just the styles are so exciting um, boss, just, I'm talking hype for the fight. Part of me, 
Bostwick's such a great guy. Why wouldn't you root for him? He's an excellent guy, but like I said, it's just the uh, from 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 this professional side, I should say, <laughs> <laughs> Mr. T Rex, <laughs> Mr. Honey Badger, Isaac. Thank you so much for coming on, man. I really appreciate your time and good luck. You're in very it. welcome. And if you ever want to see a, a face of sheer fun, watch my uh, uh, Jared Warren fight. We are laughing and cackling the whole way through the fight, dude. I'll go check that out right now. Awesome. Um, you again. Thank you very much. At one point, he does a he does a double overhook on me two times in a row, and I remember looking at him going, "That is brilliant." I literally looked at him. I stopped in the middle and just went, "That is brilliant." And he goes, "Well, I'm not wrestling with Godzilla." <laughs> that's what's up, man. That's going in to have fun. That's how you get those performances and those lifelong memories too, brother. Oh my god. Oh yeah. Nice, Isaac the Honey Badger, Doolittle, folks. Appreciate you very much, sir. Thank you very much. We'll talk soon. I'd love to talk with you again after this fight, bro. Of course, anytime.